This is Christ, Culture, and Coffee, an apologetics podcast to help equip Christians to engage the culture through biblical, critical thinking. Your hosts for this podcast are Robbie Lashua and Tyler Hurley. Robbie is pastor of apologetics at Desert Springs Community Church, as well as professor of apologetics, worldview, and ethics at Mission Bible Institute. He is a graduate of Phoenix Seminary, as well as a graduate of the Master's in Christian Apologetics program at Biola University. Tyler is currently earning his undergraduate degree in theology at Grand Canyon University and currently serves as an apologetics intern at Desert Springs Community Church. Hi, this is Robbie Lashua. I'm here with Tyler Hurley, and we are your hosts for Christ, Culture, and Coffee. We're glad that you've decided to join us today. We're going to be... Yes, welcome. (laughs) <laughs> We're going to be discussing, um, are all religions basically the same? A lot of people make that claim. Um, so we're going to dive into that today and see, does that hold water or is that just a slogan that people have adopted in our culture? Mm, yeah. uh, before we do that, there's a couple of announcements that we have that we that we want to make um, before we move into the coffee tip and then onto the subject. So uh, Tyler, you got a couple announcements for us. Yep. Uh, so for one, uh, I just wanted to put it out there that we are still taking in questions. Uh, please send us anything that you have uh, questioning uh, regarding Christianity or anything in faith and apologetics. Uh, we try to respond to all the questions that we get sent to us. So just please uh, go ahead and we'll either address it to you uh, through direct message or email, or uh, we, if it's a topic we haven't discussed on the podcast yet, we will. Uh, we might even make a podcast on it. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah, so uh, please send us your questions. We, we love hearing feedback from you. And, uh, and also, speaking of feedback, uh, we would also love it if you guys would rate us on iTunes and mm-hmm. uh, share the podcast. Uh, same goes with Spotify or whatever platform that you are using. Um, just please go ahead and share it and uh, spread the word out. Uh, tell your friends and family about us. Uh, it really helps us out a lot and helps, uh, um, helps us be able to reach more people and uh, just help encourage people with their faith and teach them Christian apologetics. Yeah, so. absolutely. We would love if you would share it and uh, rate us. Um, also, I want to tell you about the Deep Faith Conference that's coming up here in the Phoenix area on October 20th. Uh, tickets are $20, and that includes an eight-hour conference on cults. We're going to be talking about Mormonism, Jehovah's Witness, paganism, Scientology, you name it. We're going to be talking about it. Nice. Uh, you get your free Chick-fil-A for lunch. You get to talk and mingle with a bunch of amazing speakers. There's great breakout sessions. It's just going to be a really great time. So I would uh, love it if you would come on out. Uh, we're going to have a booth for Christ Culture and Coffee there uh, just to uh, to encourage people and to help them think through their faith critically. So we'd love it if you came out uh, to the conference. Again, it's October 20th, and you can get tickets uh, through the show notes. I'll put a link in there. Uh, or if you just want to go to deepfaithapologetics.com, you can get tickets and all other information on there. Also, we've been doing this promo uh, for four weeks now. Yep. Um, this will be the fifth week, I think. Uh, of giving out a free Christ Culture and Coffee coffee mug to people who send in coffee tips. So we've got a ton of people who've responded. Thank you so much if you've sent in coffee tips to us. We really appreciate the interaction with you. Um, But if you'd like your shot at one of these Christ Culture and Coffee mugs, please send in some coffee tips to us. And if we use it on the air, we will give you a free coffee mug. I just was talking with uh, Doug from last week. Uh, I was emailing him today and asking, hey, what's your address? So we're going to ship out uh, a coffee mug out to Virginia, actually. That's where he lives. So, yeah, pretty pretty fun stuff. So we would love it if you would send in some coffee tips. And speaking of coffee tips, 
we have a coffee tip to start off the podcast with. Yes, we do. All right. Uh, so this coffee tip was sent to me by a very close friend of mine. Uh, Sean, you are the winner for this week. All right, Sean. Congrats. We're going to send you a coffee mug. Uh, just I'm going to be messaging you, and uh, we'll get your address, and uh, we'll have that shipped out to you. Uh, but yeah, so Sean, basically, he sent us a really cool coffee tip. Um, it's basically this whole idea, Robbie, is uh, there's this thing out there called coffee naps. Coffee and naps? Coffee naps, yes. Like nap, like I'm going to sleep nap. Yes, you sleep Okay, it's not like a coffee. napkin made out of coffee. Oh, yeah, there you <laughs> it's go. It's not like a wet nap It's a wet nap, coffee, coffee nap. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's not what you mean. No, coffee but yeah, that's... Coffee naps, coffee sleep naps. Yes, okay. yes. What, what does that mean? Like, what, what's going on with that? Yeah, so basically, uh, researchers have uh, done this study at Lowborough University, if I, I think I pronounced that correctly, in the UK. And basically, what they found out is that um, if you, it, so a little backstory to this, the science behind this is it takes about 20 minutes mm -hmm. for the caffeine from coffee when you drink it to reach your brain and start actually taking effect. 20 minutes for caffeine. Okay. Yeah. On average. I can so see, I mean, that makes that sense to me from drinking coffee, like for a long time now. Yeah. Yeah, of sense. course. Before you get jittery or before you're feeling alertness. Yeah, it takes about 20 or... minutes for it to get fully effect. So okay. like, I'm sure if you take a couple sips, you kind of feel it a little bit. Yeah. But it usually takes about 20 minutes for it to be in full effect where okay. you're completely functioning uh, with the caffeine in your system the way it's meant to be. I buy that. Yeah. So uh, so basically uh, what, they dis what researchers have discovered is that when people drank coffee and took a nap for 20 minutes during that time of it going through – they discovered that people function better mentally and the caffeine takes fuller effect with the nap paired with the coffee while it's generating in your system. Okay, it's like uh, coffee on steroids if you'll take a nap yes, prior exactly. to the 20-minute mark where the caffeine takes effect. Yes, exactly. How did they, well, like how did <laughs> – it's easy to say that, but how do you figure that out? How did they, what did they do to test this? Yeah, so what they did basically was uh, um, they wanted to see just basically how alert mm -hmm. and aware that people would be through this process. Okay. So what they did was they, uh, they took – some people, in the, and they experimented. They had some people just drink coffee, some people just took a 20-minute nap, and then they had people do both, and then okay. people do nothing. Okay. And so what they did was uh, they, they, I th they sleep-deprived them, and then they brought them out in, onto a driving course, oh. and they wanted to see, based on all of these different results, who had the least driving errors. <laughs> oh, that's a good way to test it. Yeah. And who's, so, so it's kind of who's more alert, who's kind of more yeah, brains active. It, that's basically, yeah, that was okay. the idea of it. And so what's really interesting is what they, they discovered was that um, like the people who drank coffee and had the 20-minute nap were slightly more alert, uh -huh. but the group that had the fewest errors were the people who had coffee and took a 20-minute nap. Whoa. Yeah. That is interesting. So if you want to be alert, Drink coffee, fall asleep for 20 minutes, cat yeah. nap, and then wake up and you'll be more alert than if you just drank coffee or if you just took a nap. Yes, exactly. That's and interesting. The, the craziest part about it, though, is just like 
to me at least, it just blows my mind that that works because I have trouble sometimes falling asleep really fast. So you yeah. got to like kind of chug your coffee, pass out. and then <laughs> Maybe if it's like iced coffee or something. Yeah, you're just yeah like, that's yeah. actually a tip that was given on the uh, the article that Sean sent me is uh, it said that um, it's probably smartest to maybe just do like a shot of espresso oh, okay. or uh, maybe some iced coffee and not have a lot. Like if you're trying to quickly down it and then immediately fall asleep after you don't need a ton that makes sense but if you have at least a decent amount of coffee or espresso nap for 20 minutes you'll feel extremely alert more than doing one without the other that's really interesting yeah so thank you so much for that tip sean that is uh that's great all right and we're gonna be uh contacting you and we'll get that mug out to you shortly yep absolutely you're gonna love it well, cool. Well, the topic for today, are all religions basically the same? And I hear this from people at times. You know, they'll say, yeah, you know, you're Christian, but there's Hindus, there's Buddhists, there's Muslims, there's Jews. You know, I mean, it's, it's all the same game, right? It's all the same type of thing. Um, what, what, what's the difference? And a, a lot of times when, when they're saying this, um, one thing you can just ask them is, well, in what ways are they all the same? Yeah, that's right? a good point. Good point. To, yeah, so they, they've made a claim. Now the burden of proof is on them. In what ways are they all the same? Uh, and when I've done this with people, the, what they'll say is always, they'll say, well, every one of them basically teaches the golden rule, mm-hmm. right? The golden rule. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Um, and so we did a little research on that, and uh, they're right. <laughs> That's true. Every religion does teach a, a, a version, basically, of the same rule, this, the same golden rule. And you have a few of those uh, for us to hear from, right? A yeah, few of those do. references? I do. We have right. uh, about five in total here. Uh, so basically, I'm just going to go through and read yeah. uh, really quick. Just the, they're, not, they're not very long. It's just little uh, passages here and there from some of their text. And so... Uh, So these are just the different altercations between the golden rule that we have in Christianity. So we got, uh, in Hinduism, from the Mahabharata uh, 5-1517, it says, This is the sum of duty. Do not do to others what would cause pain if done to you. Okay. Yeah, that's it. Kind of like the golden rule. Yeah. Yeah. And then Buddhism, we have from the Udana Varga 518, it says, Hurt not others in ways that you yourself would find hurtful. Hmm. Very similar. Yeah. See, there's a lot of similarities here. And so then um, uh, I'm, I'm going to read Islam next. So when we have uh, an Islam from uh, number 13 of Imam in al-Nawahi's 40 Hadith, uh, it says, None of you truly believes until he wishes for his brother what he wishes for himself. Hmm. Okay. So it's a little different than uh, don't hurt other people in ways yeah. you don't want to be hurt. So I, it's more I, like mm-hmm. wish, like uh, w- hope that good comes to them. Yeah. But it's I, similar. It's it, 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 looking out for somebody the way you look out for yourself. <clears throat> it is, yeah. yeah. And so, like, if you see, too, like, uh, and so then, like, we, we look at Judaism and Christianity. So Judaism, uh, we have the Talmud in Shabbat 31a. It says, uh, what is hateful to you, do not to your fellow man. This is the law. All the rest is commentary. Yeah. So, so they're saying that's a, their version of the golden rule. Yeah. And then in Christianity, we already know this one, but I'll read it anyways from Matthew seven twelve. So whatever you wish that others would do to you, do also to them, for this is the law and the prophets. That's really similar to the one in the Talmud. It is. Right? Like, yeah, Jesus' words are very similar to that. Um, but then, yeah, and that makes sense because it's it the is. tradition he's come out of in Judaism. That yeah. would be yeah. something taught. Yeah, so, so they are right mm-hmm. in the fact that all religions 
basically teach the golden rule. Yes. I would agree with that statement. But does that mean all religions are basically the same? No. Um, yeah, I don't yeah. think so. And, think and, so. and a lot of times when people bring this up, I mean, I've even had this, you know, with, with Mormonism or Jehovah's Witness or other um, cults of Christianity, um, they'll say, you know, but there's so many similarities, right? The golden rule is similar. We have somewhat yep. similar morals on other areas. You know, don't steal, don't kill, all the, all the things that kind of flow out of the golden rule. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, you know, what's, what's the difference? We're so similar. Um, and an analogy that I really like to use is um, if I can draw it on a napkin or on a whiteboard or on something, it always helps. Um, But basically, I'll draw two circles, and then I'll put an A in each of them, right? Two circles with an A. And I'll say, you know, imagine these are two different pills. Um, They they are identical size. Um, They're identical color. They're both white. They both have the exact same A imprinted on them. Um, To the eye, they are basically the same Mm. right i said and then what if under one of them i write the word aspirin and under the other one i write the word arsenic now are they the same and people always say no (laughs) and then i like to argue but look they're so similar like the they're both made out of a white powdery substance uh and pushed into a you know pill form and they're both circular and they both have an a and they're both the same color but they're basically the same and they'll say well but yes there are similarities but they're not the same thing one will help you with a headache one will kill you And the, the punchline I always like to say is, oh, so it's not the similarities that matter, it's the differences that matter. Mm, and yeah. that's the key, right? When we're talking about religions, sure, there's going to be certain similarities, um, but it's the differences that matter. And there are huge differences um, in, in different religions. Of the main world religions, they're they not basically the same uh, whatsoever. So mm. what, what we want to do is, is go through different um, topics and see what each religion kind of answers uh, according to each of these topics, right? So the first one we want to start with is, who is God? Who is God? Mm. Uh, we get into um, Hinduism, and they believe... Um, that Brahman is God, and, and Brahman is uh, an immaterial, um, impersonal life force of the universe. They're they're monistic. It is the force. It is the force. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's very much the force from Star yeah. Wars. That's kind of the idea. It's that it flows through everything. And the world is perfectly how it's supposed to be. And the tree has the divine in it. And I have divine in me. And all life in the universe is breathing in this divine thing. We're all the same. And we've got to realize we're all the same uh, and lose our personality, right? Yeah. Um, that's, that's, that's kind of the goal of it. And then eventually uh, to, to reach uh, nirvana. And it, it surrounds us and penetrates us and mm-hmm. binds the galaxies together. Binds us together, yeah. And that, so that's who they believe that's God is, all right? Yeah. Now, Buddhism, not too different from that, mm-hmm. because Buddhism came out of Hinduism. Um, they don't believe in any gods, actually. Um, they don't believe Buddha is a god. Some people mistake that. They, they, they don't believe that. Uh, the, the man's name was Siddhartha Gautama, and yeah. they don't believe he was God. They just believe he came back from the... Um, 
uh, Zen-like, not Zen-like, that's different. <laughs> he came back from from um, being enlightened and, mm, yeah. and being taken out of uh, reincarnation. Cycle. And he came back to tell other people how to do it. So he's not God because there are no gods. And you've got to realize you're eventually going into nothing because nothing is what you desire because he sought to eliminate suffering. And yeah. so in order to do that, you've got to eliminate desire. And in order to do that, you've got to desire not to desire which is impossible. Yeah, because you're desiring. Because <laughs> you're desiring not to desire, yeah. yeah. But the, the goal is to get out of everything. So there aren't any deities in Buddhism. Now contrast those two. I mean, with each other, they're disagreeing already, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but what about with, with Judaism, right? Mm-hmm. Yahweh's God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of the Old Testament. Um, he's very different than um, Hinduism or Buddhism. Neither, the, the, the Jewish people don't believe God is flowing through the trees and in us. He's separate from his creation. He's a distinct thing, uh, very different. Within Christianity, uh, we believe that God is separate from his creation. He's distinct. Um, but we believe that he's a holy trinity, that he exists as one being who exists in three eternal persons, right? The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We believe that this God is personal, and he's knowable, and he's loving, and he's unchanging, and he's all good, and he's all powerful, and, you know, th- this is Christian theology. Yeah. That is so different than what Buddhists believe. <laughs> yeah, well, there's no God, so that's a big difference. Yeah, huge difference. Yeah. I mean, huge difference. So when people say that they're all basically the same, well... What do you mean by that? What do you mean the same? What is similar about them? Because they're and not the same point, when it comes Robbie, to God. That's, that's just one point. That's just one. Yeah. yeah. That's just one. You kind of think that's a big one. Well, who's God? Yeah. And they're all over the map. These aren't similar um, in, in, in at, at all. Uh, in Islam, they believe Allah is God. He's not a trinity. They're very to, – to attribute something to Allah is the worst sin that you can commit, right? Yeah. It's the sin of, of shirk and um, – uh, if you commit that, it's kind of like the unforgivable sin to attribute something to Allah because he is so holy and he's so other. But they also believe that he's he's very distant, whereas the Christian God is is uh, supreme and he's, he's huge, um, he's powerful, but he's close to us and he wants to be close to us. The, the Muslim God isn't. He's far, he's distant. Um, and and that's why they'd say you can't you can't say what he's like because to attribute things with him is a sin because he's so far beyond us and our comprehension. Um, so again, very big difference between Islam, Christianity, Judaism, Buddhism, and Hinduism. So they're not basically the same. Just in that, right? Yeah. What about when we get into salvation? How how does how does uh, salvation work in these religions, Tyler? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, the thing is, too, like that we see uh, just from the examples of God in uh, all these other religions, they're so different. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very similar in salvation. So like with Hinduism, uh, it's this whole reincarnation cycle and karma and then works. So basically it's like your salvation is by trying to be the best person you can be mm-hmm. in your life. And then by the time you die hopefully you did more good in your life than bad so that way you won't come back as a toad yeah 
That's it. Yeah. So you can keep stepping up the ladder exactly. of progress and reincarnation. And then, and then hopefully by a certain point, you'll come back as some rich billionaire. Mm-hmm. But the whole issue with this reincarnation cycle is what they'll tell you too, is oftentimes when you come back as a, as a rich billionaire, you can become uh, arrogant or mm-hmm. a snobby. And then all of a sudden you start doing more bad in your life than good. Then you start back from the bottom again. Yep. And, and then it just goes. And the goal is to get out of reincarnation. You know, mm-hmm. and in America, we've westernized that idea. And we're like, oh, that's cool. You can have a bunch of lives. They're like, no, this is horrible. We're trying to get out of this cycle of, yeah. of progressing life after life after life. But mm-hmm. it's all dependent on my works. I got to do it myself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so that's that's a that's basically the whole salvation idea in Hinduism is yep. getting out. And then uh, Buddhism, it's really similar, except uh, the um, it's basically the like a lot of the stuff is si- extremely similar. But the issues with it, uh, the difference is, is that they want to achieve enlightenment, mm-hmm. which is where yep. uh, they reach this point of where they remove desire. Yeah, they desire nothing. And they're completely content just internally. As a side note, I I want you to think about this. Uh, Within Hinduism and in Buddhism, you're trying to either become one with the one deity or Mm -hmm. get out of everything to nothing. Yeah. Uh, They they even say that nirvana is not empty space. It's nothing. <laughs> it's not even empty space. That's so, true. So, yeah. so with all that, or just even don't if exist. even if you're becoming one with the one, um, you're, you you have to lose yourself. You have to lose personality. You've got to realize you're not significant. There's nothing unique about you. There isn't a purpose necessarily for you because individuality isn't a thing according to these Eastern worldviews. And I think that that's so horrible considering that God has created us uniquely and that variety is something he enjoys, right? You yeah. can just see the demonic on and that then, because because it's the demeaning of a person yeah. that'll bring you salvation instead of living out your purpose yeah. the way God designed yeah. you to be. Isn't that interesting? It's true. And then on, not only that, just another side note is you see a lot of times uh, um, in like the, typically in uh, Middle Eastern countries that's, or like eastern parts of the world mm-hmm. they uh th- that's where this is practiced the most and uh you see over there what oftentimes is they'll have like uh these teachers and gurus basically uh dig holes in the ground and rub poop all yeah. over their bodies yep and they consider that enlightenment yeah because they've lost themselves because you've got to get outside of your mind right and meditate yeah. until you become enlightened and you've got to empty yourself of desire and yeah, yeah it's crazy and they starve themselves and it's yep. it's completely dehumanizing them it exactly and that's what satan wants to do right yeah. Here's how you get to your version of heaven, dehumanize mm-hmm. yourself, and don't and, be what God designed you to be. And that's the thing. Doesn't that sound like a suicidal-type faith? Because, yeah. I mean, th- think about it, because the whole idea of it is you're trying to escape into nothing, mean, yep. meaning you don't exist. It's not about life. No, it's about yeah. ending your life. Yep. That's, that's what it's about. All nirvana is, according to Buddhism, is the elimination of suffering. Yeah. But it's also the elimination of joy. Of everything, yeah. Of <laughs> it's everything. the elimination yep. of everything, Personhood, yeah. of individuality, all of those things, yeah. Personality, it's crazy. Well, and the other thing that's horrible about the, the Hindu system specifically is that if there is a reincarnation cycle, mm-hmm. and I, you know, I was in this caste system in India, you know, I was in a poor people's caste, and I had to work, um, but then I come back in another life, and I'm in the warrior caste, which is a little bit higher, right? Yes. Um, Think about this. The worst thing I could do for you 
if I'm in the warrior cast or the royal cast, the worst thing I could do for you if you're poor is help you. Because you need to work off your bad karma for the next life. So Satan has created this system where people think I'm actually helping you by not helping you. That is horrible. And then the truth is people die once and then comes the judgment. And so you've got all of these, you know, untouchables in India, all of these street kids that live in filth, that are diseased, that are the poorest people in the world, you know, where Mother Teresa went. Yeah. And, and... The people of India believe I am helping them by not helping them. It's yeah. unloving. Well, well you got to think about it from there, from uh, this worldview perspective. Mm-hmm. On, it, to be completely honest, it would be kind of hateful to, uh, to that help. person. Yeah. Because think about it: what you're doing in, in helping someone, you're gaining karma out of that. Mm-hmm. While Good, they're not. While they're not. Yeah. 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 So Satan has created a lie. And that lie has convinced people not to help others because that's helping them, which yeah. is not true. <laughs> that's what a lie is, I guess. <laughs> so it's just sad. So so uh, beliefs have consequences, right? Ideas have consequences. And that's why India is, is the poorest country you know, in the world, one of the poorest countries in the world, um, mm, because yeah. they don't help each other, because that would be harming each other in their worldview. Yeah. So, Well, what else on salvation? Yes. What, what are the other views? Um, well, we have Judaism. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the whole idea of Judaism is it's uh, um, it's just being Jewish. That's yep. what, like the core uh, idea that gets you into Judaism is you have to like have Jew- Jewish roots in you. Yep. And you have to be like you have to do good works and follow keep the, law. the law. Keep the yeah, yeah the, kosher laws maybe. Yeah, the yeah. Torah, the Tanakh, and yep. like <laughs> just stick to the law. That's yep. the whole idea. Um, it's very structured, and that's that's how you get into heaven, and that's how you gain salvation is by uh, by working your way there, by uh, um, atoning for your sins yeah. through sacrifices and ritual and yeah. traditional laws, and trying to abstain from sin as much as possible. Yeah, well, and that's the interesting thing now, since you know, since the temple was destroyed in 70 AD, mm. they don't make sacrifices for their sins. That's true, though. You're correct. So that's that's the thing that's interesting to me is like I don't know, and and I'm sure there's there's an explanation. I just mm. don't know it. Of how do you think that's going for you? Mm. Right. Yeah. Like, there's no place to sacrifice. So yeah, no that's one does sacrifice one. really anymore. No. Yeah. Nope. So it's by works in that, and then Islam's <coughs> similar, right? Yes. How, how are you saved according to Islam? Uh, by submission and by works. Yep. Yeah, and so it's like you work your way up to there. So it's just like you do in Judaism. It's follow the law and try to be perfect. But the thing yeah. about uh, Islam, though, is uh, um, so it's all about submitting to Allah because truthfully, because um, uh, that that's what uh, Islam is, is uh, um, submission. Su- yeah, submission. Yeah, and a then, Muslim is the one who submits. Yes, yeah. yes, thank you. And then so that's the... That's the whole idea of Islam. And, but the craziest thing about that is at the end of your life uh, as a Muslim, you could have uh, followed the law for 51% of your life and been like 50, like just at least a slight majority of your life, mm-hmm. you were dedicated to Allah and you did not sin. Like, like let's give you that. Like, let's say that you, you got to even like 51% yeah. or higher, like, 
Allah could still turn you away because yeah, he Allah, can do whatever he wants. Yeah, yeah, he is ultimately the one who decides who comes in and enters. Which kind of crazy? No so he's not promise security. keeping. No, he's not he's promise not, keeping. No, he 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 can do what he wants because he's supremely in charge. Yeah, yeah, and they they believe that that you have um, two angels on your shoulders keeping track of that's all right. your deeds. That's right. I forgot about that. Yep. And so there's one that's keeping track of all your good deeds, <laughs> one that's keeping track of all your bad. And when you stand before Allah, they're gonna give an account for here's all the bad, here's all the good, and you better hope you've done more good and that's why they have to keep you know the five pillars right you've got to uh, fast during ramadan you've got to make pilgrimage you've got to give i think it's 2.4 percent of your income a year um yes you got to pray ritualistically and then isn't it also one of the one of the things is you have to um don't you have to visit um Mecca? Yeah, pilgrimage. Yep. Yeah, pilgrimage. Hajj, That's what yep. it is, pilgrimage. Yes. You see, like, at one point in your lifetime, you have to visit this. Yep. And they have allowances for people who are handicapped. Yeah. Uh, actually, financially poor actually, or something like that. Actually, in Islam, that's the only security to your salvation. Allah, uh, like, I'm... Allah allows for handicapped to get into heaven because... Mentally handicapped yeah, people, yeah. can't Who can't comprehend... Yep. Uh, or... The only other person that they allow, uh, the, the only way you could have eternal security in Islam is, yeah, you're mentally handicapped or you're oh, a martyr. Martyred, correct. And so if you blow yourself up for Allah, you're guaranteed heaven. Mm. Um, so that can be a work that just boosts you in. So a lot of times when you see these guys, you know, um, doing terrorist work, basically bombing trains or, you know, the whole 9-11 thing, it's not an act of devotion it's an act of desperation yeah they're desperate they're desperate to know for sure i can get in and this is a way i can know because my works who, who knows yeah. right i mean i can't quantify it i mean i do a lot of bad like, stuff yeah the most tragic thing about that too is you got to think about like for example like the 9-11 terrorists like mm -hmm. they were probably celebrating because they were like finally i have security yep. that i can go and then once they died then they faced the judgment and they yep. realize it's just a different lie. Yeah. Right? It's a different lie. Like in Hinduism. And imagine don't too, like people. in the afterlife that they like realize what they've done, you know, and like yeah. like realize that they believed in a lie and they took other people with them. And it's just it's really tragic. And it's it just is. desperation. Yeah. Yep. Sad. But so then, so basically what we're saying is well, and in Christianity, yes. salvation, and this is what this is what's <coughs> different about Christianity. Uh, this is what sets it apart from everything else. Everything else is works based, right? You've got to get out of karma by doing good works. You've got to get enlightened by doing works. You've got to follow the law in Judaism, or you got to <coughs> submit to the five pillars of the Islam faith and do good works. But in Christianity, it's by trusting in what Jesus did because He's giving us grace. No other religion has a concept of grace mm, like yeah. this. Like He literally paid it all on the cross and he just says i want you to acknowledge that i did that for you to trust in me that i did that for you faith means trust right mm -hmm. that's what he wants um no work yeah no work what work could you do you, your crimes against god are pretty bad <laughs> yeah. you, you need to be 100 percent perfect and you cannot be 100 percent perfect james says that right mm -hmm. if you transgress one point of the law you're guilty of the whole thing because perfection is what's demanded. So grace is the one thing that, that's very, very different in Christianity. Nobody else has grace. Nobody else mm. has grace. Um, and with that comes forgiveness, right? Yes. Um, forgiveness is a very foreign concept to Hindus and to Muslims. They're not forgiven for anything, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Karma 
doesn't care. <laughs> Karma just keeps track of your bad. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't forgive. And it's, then it's very taxing. So, so the idea of forgiveness is something that as Christians we can bring into these worldviews and help them see how beautiful it is. Yeah, and I mean, uh, that's something that uh, like uh, that we see like in Scripture that this is evident. Like uh, one one thing I was just talking to someone about this passage uh, mm-hmm. last night actually. Um, it, I was going to read it really quick in John uh, three seventeen, uh-huh. which is right after John three sixteen. It's a famous one. Yeah. So uh, I'll read uh, I'll read it re- real, really quick. Uh, so after it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. Verse 17 through 18 says, For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. And whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe is condemned already mm-hmm. because he has not believed in the name of the only Son of God. Yep. So he, rem- he didn't come to add for work for us to do to obtain he he came to take it away that there's nothing we have to do we don't have to be perfect yep we already messed up and we were already condemned yeah so he came to save us and so that's that's the beauty of uh christianity is that's that's where our salvation comes from yep no other way and even even if you have like a sort of a messiah character with buddha right Mm -hmm. but he came to tell them how to get enlightened he didn't come and say i did the work for you to be enlightened and just yeah. trust me. You know, it's, it's very different. Um, so again, basically, all religions aren't the same when it comes to really important things like who God is and salvation. Yeah. I mean, kind of the big deals, right? Like, how can you know where you're going to go after you die? That's, that's a huge question. That's a really important question. That's the arsenic aspirin aspect of this, right? Who cares if they all teach the golden rule? Where are we going when we die? Yeah, That's exactly. the big question <laughs> that we want answered. So the differences matter, not the similarities. Well, and then um, um, even when we, we get into what happens to us once we die, right? Where are we going? Hinduism, you know, you become one with the one of the universe. Yeah, wow. Which, what does that mean? <laughs> I don't know. Um, you lose personality. You lose personhood. They, they also believe that um, the physical world is an illusion. It's Maya That's right, is their yeah. word. So so it's not a physical place you're going to. It's a divine, spiritual, but it's not you. You get absorbed into the one. Yeah, so like you're just, you become the force basically yeah. and you're abstract. Yep. Just Same thing that happened to Luke Skywalker at the end of The Last Jedi. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's more Buddhistic, but almost. Yeah, yeah. But it's the same similar idea. It's like you just become one yeah. and it's like you're just... You, you don't matter anymore at that point, no. honestly. You literally not matter. And you are just absorbed into the yeah. oneness of everything. You don't matter and you're not matter. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and in nirvana, right, for Buddhists, that's nothingness. Mm. It's not, not empty space. It's literally nothing. You're going to nothing. So that's, it's kind of like nihilism. It's like mm, atheistic yeah. nihilism. So um, in Judaism, they have a version of heaven, right? In Christianity, mm-hmm. it's, it's, we have heaven and hell, right, depending on what you've trusted in. If you believe in what Jesus did for you, you go to heaven. And if you don't, then you um, kind of send yourself to hell. We've had a podcast on that. And then in mm-hmm. Islam, it's like a sensual paradise. And it's very, yes. it's very much made for men, right? You get 70 virgins, all this kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, whereas it's not, a, it's, not a, it's not like a great place for women. No. It's a man-made religion. And yeah, as a woman, men your, made your whole goal in heaven is to, um, like, for eternity to have sex with a man yeah. and, like, pr- reproduce for him, basically. Yeah, so it's, yeah. 
Yeah, it's a very uh, interesting uh, view of heaven. Yeah. So, so again, what we're trying to show though is not similar, not basically the same, right? Going to becoming nothing versus becoming something, <laughs> heaven or hell, right? Oneness with the one, getting absorbed into the deity of the universe, or being with the deity of the universe, but not becoming him. Mm. I mean, they're, they're not the same thing, man. And then the big, the big point is, you know, who is Jesus? According yeah. to all these religions, who is Jesus? Well, the Hindus would say that Jesus is just one of many of these gods who've, who've come or prophets who've come to speak to us and help us understand what's to come. Uh, Buddhists would say the same, that, you know, he's a, a, type of a, a type of prophet kind of guy to teach enlightenment. Yeah. Um, uh, Judaism would say he was a false prophet who wasn't the Messiah, who, who deserved death, Messiah. Yeah, yeah, who was a blasphemer. And who deserved to die because he claimed to be God. Um, Christians would say he literally was God. So he wasn't blaspheming. He was telling the truth. Yeah. <laughs> and that he rose from the dead and that he's the second person of the Trinity. He's always existed. He never began to exist. He came here and incarnated a body and um, became a man like us. And he uh, died uh, on the cross after living a perfect life. So that's very different than he was a liar and a blasphemer. It's very different than he was just showing us how to be enlightened and going to nirvana. And then in Islam, <clears throat> he's just a prophet, right? Not God. You can't attribute a son with God. That's the worst sin, right? That's shirk. Um, and so, again, Jesus is not basically the same in all these religions, right? Mm. Same name, yeah. but he's not the same person. They all have different definitions of, uh, of who he is. So... When we get down to this, and if you add in the, the law of non-contradiction, right, which is basically I can't be 5 foot 10 and 6 foot 5 in the same way at the same time. Those are contradictory terms, right? I can't be that. A equals A. Mm -hmm. A does not equal non-A, right? I can't be 7 feet tall and 5 feet tall at the same time in the same way. Nope. I can't. <laughs> it's just it's a, it's, a not, it's a contradictory term. So – with, when we come to religions and people want to say, ah, they're all basically the same, sometimes they're just dismissing you mm -hmm. or sometimes they're trying to say, we're all going to heaven in the end. It doesn't matter, right? Yeah. That's, that's kind of, that's kind of the, the gist. It's, we're all going to – it's all going to work gonna out We're all going to go to the same place. We're all going to the same place. But what place? Yeah. I mean, who, whose place? I'd rather go to the heaven one, not the nothingness. Yeah. I mean, man. <laughs> like, so, so when they say things like that, it's important to say, listen, all these religions can't be true. Um, they all could be false, right? But they all can't really reflect reality. They all can't be true because they contradict one another, right? Yeah. Jesus is God. He's not God. He is the Messiah. He's not the Messiah. I mean, they contradict each other, so they cannot all be true. But they all—they could all be—they could all be false. So once I've led somebody through thinking about that, you know, they'll say, "Well, how could we know, right? Since since they all can't be true, how do we know which one is true? Who's to say? You hear that all the time. Who's to yeah. say? And and who's to say is the person who has the best evidence? Yeah." I'd that, say so. That's who's to say. Good. I'm glad you'd agree. <laughs> but that, I mean, right? That's that's who's to say. Whoever has the best evidence. And so as Christians, I mean, we do have the best evidence. We have it in philosophy. We have it in science. We have it in archaeology. We have it um, 
uh, in history. We have it in manuscript evidence. I mean, on and on and on. We've got the evidence, right? Uh, in the resurrection of Jesus, this miracle that happened, we have the best evidence for which one of these is true. Yeah. Um, and one one last thing that we do want to end with is this uh, this elephant and the blind man uh, yeah. analogy that gets used in Eastern um, religions. Uh, do you want to share that that analogy? Sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, yeah. Like basically, it's this whole idea. There, there's multiple different versions of this analogy, um, but basically, with the the story of the elephant in religions, it's basically that all of these men uh, are blindfolded. And there's an outside guy who's not blindfolded, and he's watching them as they're trying to discover what they're in, what they're up against, basically, what they're trying to examine. So they're all in this room with an elephant. That's what's really there is an elephant. Mm -hmm. But um, the men who are blindfolded don't know this. So what they're trying to do is their job is to touch and feel around the object and try and find out what it is that's in the room with them. So... One person goes up and they touch the side of the elephant and they're like, the elephant is like a wall. This is definitely a wall. And so they're like, oh, wow, okay, like that's, oh, that's interesting. And then you see one guy, he's got the tail and he's like, oh, no, the elephant is more like a rope. This kind of feels like there's a rope hanging here. Mm-hmm. And, then, uh, and then there's another guy who's up at the front and he feels the trunk and he says, no, this is... This, it's kind of smooth and like moving around weird. I think it's a snake. <laughs> and then yeah. there's another guy who is on the, the other side and he's grabbing the leg and he says, no, th- I think this is a tree trunk. Hmm. And so then at the very end of all of this, there's the outside guy and says, you know what? You're all touching the same thing. You all have a little piece of the truth. Hmm. However, uh, th- th- that's that's the analogy that's given. And the Hindus are trying to say that the Eastern mindset is trying to say, look, we're all going to the same place. Yeah, all look, we all have lead. different perspective of what it is, but we're, but all, we're all still touching, touching the same thing. an elephant, the yeah. same thing. Yeah. But the thing is, is they they were all wrong. Yeah, they they that's weren't the touching difference. a wall. Yeah. They were touching an elephant. Yeah, they weren't touching a snake. It was an elephant. They weren't touching so, a tree trunk or yeah. a rope. Yeah, that's the thing. It's, so nobody was right. No one was right. No one was right that it was an elephant in this analogy. Any of and, the blind men, yeah. Any of the blind men, yes. Yeah. Well, of course, it, that's you need someone from an outside perspective. That's what it, it's saying. And so it's like, it's just crazy because uh, um, it's really dangerous to have that mentality mm-hmm. uh, in, of contradiction of thinking, hey, no, well... You can't claim that something is a rope yeah. when it's an elephant. You can't claim something is a tree when it's an elephant, a wall, or a snake when it's an elephant because it just is. That's the way things are in reality. Yep. And it doesn't matter what we tell ourselves or what we think about it. That's what's unchanging is that the men were in the room with an elephant. Yep, and that's what was real. The only guy in the story who, who had perspective was the guy who wasn't blindfolded. Yes. Who's standing looking and observing what it is. Um, and that's in Christianity, what we claim to have. Yeah. We have a God who's outside of our groping around at an elephant who (laughs) came and told us who uh, told us what an elephant is. Yeah. (laughs) He came and told us, this is what's real. I'm the way and the truth and the life, right? Mm -hmm. Before Abraham was, I am. He, he, he's got outside perspective on 
um, what's real. So we don't have to trust our best efforts of feeling, uh, uh, you know, a, a rope or a snake or a fan or a wall or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but we can listen to the guy who knows. Yeah, yeah. That that's huge, and that's what Christianity claims for itself. That's what we have to offer. We don't have to grope around in the dark. We have revelation. Um, in scripture and it matches up with reality right so we can do natural theology and we can study science and it's it's always truth is truth but we have an outsider's perspective somebody who who knows what's real and came down into our blindness to tell us yeah and that is awesome so all religions are not basically the same the differences are what matters and what you believe really does have consequences not only for this life but for eternity And so if you're out there and you haven't seriously considered the claims of Jesus, you need to. Today is the day. Don't let it pass you by. Today is the day. Start thinking about these things. Check them out. I would encourage you to to get a Bible and read through the Gospel of John. See what Jesus claimed about who he was. See what what miracles he did to validate his words and his actions. Um, Jesus is, is a phenomenal, phenomenal person. And as Christians, we believe he's alive, and he's still changing lives to this day. Mm. Well, this was a good one. This was fun to talk about, Tyler. We got into a lot of kind of cool stuff. This was awesome. I mean, we touched base on a lot of things, too, besides uh, just the idea of it being all religions being the same. We got to cover a little bit of Hinduism and Buddhism and Islam. like, And so that that was pretty cool, like just uh, being able to kind of touch around at all these different worldviews and seeing uh, just – reason logical reasons why christianity makes sense so. yeah absolutely yeah and we always want to be answering questions that you're asking we you know we we think about these topics and we we prepare for these topics um but it's it's always better to answer questions people are asking than to answer questions that they're not yeah <laughs> and so if you have questions or you have concerns or you have always wondered about different aspects of of christianity or of other religions or about Anything. truth or whatever please contact us and let us know and we would love to respond to to your questions and and help you think critically and think biblically about them in the future Mm. also if you would remember please uh, rate us on itunes write a review that would just really help us have more of an impact uh, so that we can reach people with the truth of of who god is and uh, and hopefully see a lot of people come to know the lord and a lot of christians equipped uh, in their faith This podcast exists because we want to equip Christians to be able to defend their faith and to be confident in their faith. We want your faith in Jesus to grow, to deepen, and we want you to be able to go out into our culture and to reach people with the truth. So that's that's why we're doing this. That's why we take the time to put this together, and that's uh, that's, that's our heart. Um, behind why why we're doing this. So we really thank you guys for listening weekly. Uh, It's just an encouragement to us, and uh, we're excited about the future and the future podcasts that are coming. Yes, it's going to be great. It is, it is. Well, Tyler, it's good hanging out again. Yeah, thanks for having me. I was like talking and thinking through these things with you. It's fun. So Yeah, it makes makes me think a lot. (laughs) Yep, it's good. Me too. (laughs) Awesome. All right, well, thanks for being with us today on Christ, Culture, and Coffee, and we will see you guys next week. Adios. You have been listening to Christ, Culture, and Coffee, a podcast ministry of Desert Springs Community Church in Goodyear, Arizona. For more information, visit our website at dscchurch.com.